welcome back, dear listeners, to the Pasathea Powder. The following recordings continue the tale of Captain Sophie Green and Dr. Jane Gonzalez, two survivors from the violent world of Cassandra and the secrets they discovered after the war. Last time, Agent Blanc convinced Jane that he was finally prepared to share a state secret with her about alien life, and she left the planet in his company. Meanwhile, Sophie found herself in a rapidly deteriorating situation on Tyrannus and saw Jane shot at by PSA officers. This is episode seven, The Others. Let us begin. Sophie, I'm not on Tyrannus. I don't know who you think you saw, but it wasn't me. I'm... I mean, you haven't seen me in person since the funeral, so maybe you got confused? You've been under an inhuman amount of stress, and are you drinking enough water? Eating? You're not still living off crisp packets and vending machine peanuts, are you? You need to take care of yourself. Um, the important thing is that I'm fine, and I I hope you are too. Um, I'm still on Cassandra, actually. I'm not sure where exactly, but I would have noticed if we'd passed through the atmosphere. It was only two or three hours in the shuttle, so I guess it could be Santa Viola or maybe Las Estrellas. I saw city lights when we descended, although we're not inside the city limits. This is a, well, a secret government compound, I suppose. It looks a lot like a fancy manor in the woods, if... Those came with lots of serious-looking men in fatigues and enough locked doors that Bluebeard could have killed a whole army of wives in here. There's also silk curtains in every window, and luminarias lining the garden paths, and a cat with a pearl collar sauntering through the rooms, apparently the only one who doesn't need security clearance. There, there was a dress laid out for me on the bed in my room, like a nice dress, like the kind courtiers and celebrities wear to high tea. The cat was asleep on it, and and it was nice enough fabric that she didn't even leave any cat hair. It's uh, disorienting. Um, I haven't learned anything about the aliens yet. Blanc said he'd explain everything, but one of his superiors would be coming in the evening to give me official clearance. But I have to assume. I haven't been introduced to anyone else exactly, but I know I spotted Vasquez from my window. Vasquez is the best neurochemist in the hemisphere after, after, well, Rowley. At lunch, I swear I recognized three other researchers across the refectory. The best researchers, Sophie. The ones whose papers I used to read as a student, passing through the hall. Blanc wouldn't let me get up to follow them, and he wouldn't answer any questions about them, but the implication's clear, isn't it? After lunch, Blanc made me go back to my room and put the dress on. Apparently, the fatigues they gave me to wear in the palace aren't appropriate for the hedonistic top-secret government science project they've set up here. I managed to lose him for a while after that by pretending to be interested in their library. And, I mean, I am. It's three floors of rare books with a mezzanine collection of experimental student dissertations, and I'm going back if it's at all possible. But I prefer to explore it after I figure out what the hell's happening. And, okay, so I slipped out from a side exit tucked behind a reading nook. 
I found myself in a long corridor and I just tried all the doors. The first door that would open led to what looked like, uh, like Eleanor Lopez's idea of a private study. Big wooden desk, green reading lamp, heaps of papers, view of a duck pond, and do you know who was behind the desk? David Allegros. We stared at each other for a long beat, and then he came around the desk and burst into tears. I mean, not a few tears, but real hysterics. Like, just seeing me was enough to cut something loose in his chest, and the only thing he could do was sob with relief. It was relief, I know, because the only thing I could get out of him was thanks. He kept saying, thank God you're here, thank God, and then went back to shaking too hard to talk. He hugged me. Blanc found us before I could learn anything useful. But, uh, while he was hugging me, I, uh, may have found something else of use. His comms was sticking out of his jacket, and I didn't even think. I just slipped it out of his pocket and put it into mine. Blanc didn't see, so I've got a backup. A way to get in touch with you if they start, um, if they decide they no longer want us talking. Stay safe. Make sure you're, you're sleeping, right? Sleep and water and food that didn't come from a vending machine, something green or... Stay safe. Well, so I cracked a molar. Weird at first, because I thought I'd know if I got hit in the mouth. That seems like the kind of thing I'd remember. But then I woke up last night, middle of the night, and my tongue was bleeding. Not a lot, but enough. I gnawed the tip to a pulp. It's so good to hear your voice. We're done. The friendship delegation is done. Josephine Crooks and the other Medeans blasted off home early this morning. We'll go back to Cassandra once transport comes for us. It is anticlimactic. Even the end of the war was more of a stopping point than this. The friendship delegation was brought together to peddle some fantasy, one I've distrusted this whole time, but recently, well, you know, my back was to the wall and Josephine Crooks was right there with me. The fact that just like that, the PSA could swoop in and tell us the experiment is over, no fanfare, no thank you for your service, here's all the good you did, just highlights how pointless it was. I'm angry. And I'm angry at myself for, you remember those people in high school who would go and volunteer in Santa Luisa? Every single one of them came back with some sob story about how much the experience changed them. They took pictures with the kids they were supposed to teach ship repair to, and they showed us the pictures, and they all said some version of, I learned even more than the kids did. I thought I was teaching them, but they were teaching me. If the only thing the friendship delegation accomplished is making me appreciate goddamn Josephine Crooks, if we affected no change, no reconciliation, but changed our own hearts and minds. Ugh. Anyhow, yes, I am 
sleeping and eating because an after effect of seeing whatever I saw is that the PSA delegation have been keeping a close eye. Their version of that involves a lot of communal meals where we all serve ourselves from the same dishes, so the likelihood that my food's been tampered with is low. It could be something else that maybe exposure to toxins, maybe, or <laughs> maybe you're right and I am losing it. The PSA certainly thinks I've lost it. Every meal I turn to Vice President for Interplanetary Cooperation, Shadia Nasser, and I say, sorry for punching you. I punched her, forgot to tell you that. I thought she was trying to have you killed and I punched her. Then I say, but is this a good time to discuss the aliens? And she says, enjoy your pasta, Captain Green. So I turn to Interplanetary Cooperation Coordinator Alec Todd and I say, I hope your balls didn't suffer permanent damage. And he chokes on his food and I say, what the fuck was that thing? The thing that looked like you, Jane, exactly like you. It was exactly the way I imagined you. You looked, it looked, and Alec Todd says nothing, ever, not ever, he is useless. So if the meal's still happening and Anders hasn't kicked me too many times in the shin and Mia and Leah are still conscious, I call over to Lois Lawrenson, the security contractor, and I say, you fired six times and didn't hit that thing and it looked like my friend. Are you bad at your job or is there something else going on? And she never says anything either, wouldn't even look at me. But even asking the question makes me start to feel like I know the answer. Like, I just need to try a little harder and everything will make sense. That is why I have been gnawing my tongue and cracking my teeth, I guess. That or I was waiting to hear from you and now I have. If everything goes to plan, I'll be back on Cassandra the next time we speak. The last time I was there, I didn't think of it as a place where you, where people I knew lived, and now it's all I can think about. That's where my mom is. That's home, or something like it. Talk to you soon. Wait, uh, David Allegros, your whole thing, you, tell me more, tell me what happens next. Once I'm back on Cassandra and can breathe again, I think I'll be able to absorb the fact that David Allegros is hugging you. I'm going to find Anders. I haven't gotten a chance to talk to him since the incident. Then I'll get some shut-eye. Promise. You're coming home. You're... Wow. That's good. I mean, you're coming home. That's good. That's... I have things to tell you. I talked with Blanc today. So, I guess Anders Lee's not incompetent after all. I... Oh god, I can't start here. I have to explain to you. I told you one of Blanc's superiors was coming in last night to give me security clearance. I didn't actually meet with him. Something else more important came up and it was postponed. But I, I was done being put off. I made a scene, I suppose. You'd have approved. Blanc was trying to shepherd me back to my rooms at this point, so I stood in the hallway and I calmly explained to him that I hadn't agreed to come all this way to sleep on silk sheets and eat blinis. I came here for answers and I was going to get them. He said, and you will get them. Tomorrow. 
But I pointed out that he'd said that yesterday and started walking in the opposite direction from my rooms, towards the corridor full of locked doors by the library. Blunk kept telling me to stop and asking me what I hoped to gain, but he didn't actually knock me unconscious and carry me back, which is what I told him he'd have to do. Not that he could. I mean, he could certainly knock me out, but uh, I'd hard to lift. <laughs> he followed me all the way to a locked door, standing horribly amused, right up until I started pounding on the door and demanding to be let in. He tried to stop me from doing it to the next door, and that turned into, um, well, um, something of a shouting match in the hall. Blanc trying to restrain me and shut me up without actually hurting me. I got the impression that his superior was somewhere in this wing, maybe, and he didn't want to look bad in front of him. Finally, he got impatient enough with me that he sort of, um, shoved me against the wall and unlocked one of the doors and dragged me inside. It was a locked laboratory. A SciCam lab, just like the ones we'd had back at the university. Just like them, Sophie. It was an exact replica. Blanc didn't wait for me to get over my chills, just glared at me and said, Fine, if he told me something, would I behave? Of course I said I would. And then he said, All right, sweetheart, you want to know what's going on. What's going on is your friend is right. The others are back. The others, um, okay, I, I took some notes. I've been trying to get my thinking straight, Sophie. It's fairly unbelievable, but, um, well, if anyone's going to believe me, it's you, right? Uh, okay. Um, the others are aliens, but not ones we've had contact with before. Uh, not contact that's led to open channels of communication, anyway. The Egrins call them the Others because, well, it sounds like for a very long time they were the only other species the Egrins had contact with. Um, but you know that. They've been away, they're migratory, maybe, and haven't been in human colonized space since, well, since we first lifted off Terra, I guess. Apparently the PSA is has been aware for some time that the Others are returning. We don't know much about them. They're what you met on Tyrannus. What you nearly met on Tyrannus. Um, here's what we do know about them. They're violent. They're responsible for attacks on human outposts on several planets, not just Tyrannus, although it sounds like that may have been um, the worst of it. Um, they have uh, central nervous systems. Um, they also, okay, I know how this sounds, um, they can manipulate your perceptions. They can uh, access your brainwaves. And, well, you know how you thought you saw me. Maybe you did. Maybe they're telepaths, okay? Uh, Blanc says that they're telepaths, and they can make you see them as whatever you want to see them as. Uh, no, that's, that's not quite right. They can make you see them as whatever they want you to see them as. Whoever. That's why they're so hard to kill. It's hard to shoot something who looks like has has managed to persuade your brain is your mother or your child or your friend. I know. I it does not sound um but I don't think Blanc was lying. He was angry at me for one thing, uh, sardonic and, and frustrated and nothing like his normal condescending self. He said the PSA has one, a captured one, a prisoner of, not war, I guess, but 
He told me to tell you about it, Sophie. He said he'd be curious to see what you thought. Then I asked him to, to take, uh, then I asked him what this had to do with me, and he rolled his eyes and said that he had to leave something to his superiors to explain, and when I tried to protest, he threatened to actually carry me back to my rooms if I didn't come willingly, so I, I guess I'll find the rest out tomorrow. I'm glad you're leaving Tyrannus. I'm glad you're getting far away from that thing. I'm... Uh, well, I guess I don't know when I'll be back in Pedra, but I still hope to see you soon. Hi, it's me. Sorry if I sound off, my mouth's all puffy. <clears throat> Just got out of the dentist who filled my cracked tooth and also tried to conduct a full conversation about my heroism while my mouth was wide open and filled with gauze. She also gave me one of those night guards, so next time I have someone stay over, I'll have to break it to them gently. I am even sexier than you thought I was. Look at this thing that catches my drool and makes me sound drunk. <clears throat> but most importantly, I'm back in Santa Pedra. I can breathe outside. <laughs> I've been taking all these walks when it would be easier to fly, just to smell the... God... I sound like one of those before and after advertisements. Was this all it took to turn me into the world's biggest sap? A little oxygen, a little sleep? I slept at mom's last night. She had a thing, but she made me dinner and left me her spare key, which was just as well. We don't have anything to talk about. I look at her and my brain goes blank, or it's too full of things that I can't ever tell her. The result is the same. I never lived there, in her apartment, but it was a gentler re-entry than my apartment, which I am walking to now, by the way. Mom's is small, but it's full of all that crap I remember from our place growing up. The cookie jar that sings a song when you open it, for one. I forgot about that little detail. I almost died on the spot of shock. Anders laughed so hard I thought he was going to fall on the floor. Oh, right. I, <laughs> I invited Anders over. <laughs> Mom was gone for like 10 minutes and then he called me, which, thank God, because I was about to call him and I never would have lived that down. It's just weird to be away from him after being on top of him platonically, professionally, for weeks and weeks. Plus, I had to talk to him about what happened on Tyrannus, especially after I got your message. What the hell, Jane? So Anders came over and spent approximately 20 minutes telling me about this person named Susan Delgado, who he has apparently been dating for over six months? How this never came up before is classic Anders. He can compartmentalize like no one I have ever met before. For instance, the second we were off Tyrannus, his posture changed. I swear his skin cleared in flight. By the time we touched down on Cassandra, he was back to his old self. Not on edge, not necessarily repressing everything we'd seen, but already at the stage of being able to intellectualize it. It was weird as fuck to watch, but I'm grateful for it, because it means we could talk about the others, and I didn't have to comfort him, and it didn't occur to him that I would need comforting. 
Anders says that the Agorans are afraid of the others because they're telepaths, like you said, and they can make themselves look like anything, and they can also anticipate what you're going to do before you do it, which makes them really hard to capture, let alone kill. So I asked Anders what he would think if, hypothetically, the PSA had captured one, and I didn't even have to finish the sentence before he was shaking his head. According to him, it's impossible, because they'd have to trap it from so far away, and what would be the point? Is the idea to do experiments on the other? To torture it into submission or something, then figure out what makes it tick? Anders said that because of its shape-shifting, that would be almost impossible, even if the PSA did have an other. This is what it sounds like to talk to Anders about this stuff. It is clearly contagious. Oh. Hold on, I gotta open the... Okay. This is... Okay. Sorry, I'll... I'll call back later, I just... Got back to my apartment and... Okay, I... I forgot how high the ceiling was. I forgot about this. It's it's afternoon, right? And the light is just, it's beautiful in here. And empty. <laughs> Why did I think this was the look? It's like a serial killer lives here. <laughs> a natural light-loving serial killer. <laughs> or actually, you know what? No. A serial killer would not have framed these pictures. <laughs> That's normal. <laughs> There's the day I got my first ship. There's graduation. There's... Wow. You ever look at something and just feel your heart... <clears throat> I have a meeting with Agent Cullen scheduled. Friendship delegation debrief, apparently. God knows what else it could be. I'll let you know. You know you can't take that in there with you. Oh, is this top secret info I shouldn't share with Captain Green? Unlike, say, the existence of hostile telepathic alien life. The thing is, Janie, there are things you don't know you don't know. Give me the comms. You're going to have to take it from me. Janie... Jane, if you wouldn't mind giving Agent Blanc the recorder. Ma'am? My... my queen. The comms. That wasn't so hard, was it? Agent Blanc, that will be all. As you say, ma'am. Come in, Jane. Please, sit. Where are the guards? What guards? I mean, I've spent the last nine months under lock and key because everyone's been afraid that we'd snap and murder you. Seems strange that they'd leave us alone in a room after all that. Are you planning to murder me, Jane? No. Well, I'm willing to take your word for it. Really, you can sit. I'm not planning to snap and murder you either. There we are. Now... I imagine you have questions. Um, yes. I, I have, I want to know 
why you're talking to me. Because I'm the queen and you're a convicted traitor, you mean? Yes. Oh, it's simple. I need your help. That doesn't make any sense. It makes perfect sense. Well, alright. There's only one thing you could want from me, and my answer is no. I don't care who you threaten, I won't help you make any more. I won't help you. You haven't heard my case yet. There's no case. I mean, you made a pretty good case nine months ago, but my answer hasn't changed. I'm not. I won't make any more Pasithea powder. Not for you or anyone. I admire you, Jane. I really do. You have strength in your convictions. Isabel was just the same. She'd be proud of you. Thank you. But you don't have all the facts. Will you let me explain them to you? Please? I'm here, aren't I? So you are. I want to show you something. Okay, okay. This is Lieutenant Rose of the Johnny Cabrillo service number 0462907, and I think... I think I'm the only one... What is this? This is footage recovered from the wreck of the Juan Cabrillo. The... Juan Cabrillo? The transport ship we lost at the end of the war? Oh, we didn't lose it, and the Medeans didn't bomb it. The Juan Cabrillo made first contact with another. What? May I return to the clip? I think context will help answer some of your questions. I think I'm the only one left alive. Last night at 0300, we detected a, well, we thought it was a malfunctioning door seal on deck 7, but it, uh, it wasn't a malfunction. The door was opened from the outside, which shouldn't be possible. We were boarded by a, by a, an unknown hostile. It, I don't know, I mean, it can look like other things, things it isn't. It, it moves, it doesn't move in a way that makes sense. We didn't even notice it at first, which is how I think the, the bridge crew died. Captain Hughes turned on the intercom before she, which gave the rest of us some warning, because we, we heard the screams. But it didn't help, N- not really. I was in sickbay, the only one in sickbay. I was about to start a, a course of Pasithea with Dr. Martinez supervising, and we barricaded ourselves in here, but that just meant we were the last ones it got around to. When it broke through the door, it looked like, like Officer Sepulveda. Dr. Martinez's husband. She said, she said his name and dropped her gun and, uh, so I had some warning. I couldn't, I mean, I have a broken leg along with the neurasthenia and it came up to me, spattered in the doctor's blood and then it didn't look like Sepulveda anymore. It looked like Michael, my, my baby sister, but She looked like Michael, but she was laughing, and I just, it was stupid, but I just, I didn't try to go for the doctor's gun or to run or anything. I didn't even think about what I was going to do. I just, she came up to me, and she took my face in her hands and bit, bit me, or I don't know what it was exactly, but it hurt, and I jabbed a syringe of Pasithea into her throat and pushed down. She, it 
She let go of me right away and started patting her throat, looking panicked. She started to say something, but it came out weird. And then on, on the fifth try, she said, in Michael's voice, what did you do to me? And sort of uh, collapsed. She's still, she's still here. She's um, still on the floor. She hasn't moved, just she's been shaking and moaning for the last few hours and a few times she's thrown up something that looks a lot like i don't even want to think about what it looks like i can't get to the gun i'm i'd have to put my back to it and drag myself on the ground and every time i think about it it stops moaning for long enough to say duck bird duck bird don't hurt me and it's that's Michael's nickname for me. Her stupid little kid nickname. Um, I don't know how it knows it. So, I, I can't. I don't think I can kill it. But I can send the speed out. I can. Or maybe someone will come rescue me. That's, uh, yeah, that's not going to happen. But I can show you. I can show you what did this to us. Duckbird? Duckbird? Jesus, that's a, that's a child. It looks like a child. I, I wish it didn't have to look like her. Can you just, can you stop? Can you stop being Michael? You look pale. Do you need a moment? You don't? That was... This isn't the first time I've seen it. The Wonkabrio was discovered three days later, and this footage a few days after that. Lieutenant Rose was dead, and the other was gone. Apparently it survived. Then... Of course, consider the only direction Lieutenant Rose gave it, while it was under the influence of the Pasithea. Can you stop being Michael? Imagine if she'd given a different instruction. You're saying Pasithea powder works on aliens? I'm saying that Lieutenant Rose dosed an other with Pasithea, and it had exactly the reaction we'd expect from ordinary Pasithea exposure. Or even if it didn't, it certainly managed to incapacitate it anyway. I'm saying that Pasithea powder is the only weapon we have against a hostile alien race far more powerful than we are. How long have you known this? Come on, Jane. You're so clever. When was the Wankabrio destroyed? A few months before the end of the war? Just... Just before Rowley got orders to distribute Pasithea directly to the military for use as a weapon, you... You're telling me you always wanted Pasithea to fight the, the possible alien threat? You never intended to use it against the Medeans? You see? It was never as bad as you feared. But the danger is very real. Your friend Sophie saw it herself. I, I don't believe you. Well, I thought I might leave you with more evidence. What are those? After action reports from Nima, Orion, Rexon 4, and Tyrannus. 
every suspected other attack in the last 10 months. Four attacks. Yes, and 20 deaths. Think it over, Jane. Talk about it with Captain Green. I know you'll make the right decision. Okay. Okay. Oh, it turned on. It turned on. Ah, oh, thank God I had Allegros's comms in my bra, and thank God it turned on and recorded, and oh my God, just send. You think I'm going to tell you not to do it? That's the only possible explanation you have for just dropping this conversation with Raina Valencia in my lap and scuttling away without a word. You've got to know how I feel about Raina Valencia. The woman is, she kept our planet a planet when the rest of the galaxy would have preferred to see us blown to dust. And you talked to her. She talked to you. She's given me a commendation, which was one of the best days of my life, but she has never talked to me. I would have thought I'd tell you not to do it, but shit! <sighs> Fucking- This has been a test of your emergency notification services. This is only a test. That has happened every other day since I got back. When did that start? I don't remember it from before the tour, whatever. I met with Agent Cullen. It was- Fucking weird, though every interaction with the guy is fucking weird, and it would have been even weirder if I hadn't had the full picture going in, so thanks for that. We met at his house. Or a house arranged to look like his house. There were lots of plasticine surfaces. Ew. I know most agents of the Queen's Guard sleep in the barracks when they're on active duty, so either he's rotating off or he wanted me to think that he was. I didn't ask, just to be irritating. It's really satisfying to watch his face turn colors rarely found in nature. Anyhow, I got this. I'm gonna record this. Would you rather I didn't? Nice flowers, by the way. Who gave you those? My husband. Don't try to change the subject, Sophie. Hmm. Captain Green. Record if you must. I know this operation is leakier than a Swiss cheese helmet. You are in possession of information I, at least, would rather you did not have, but apparently we have decided to trust you. Well, good. If nothing else, I would hope my record is convincingly trustworthy. So, you wanted to talk about the friendship delegation? I wanted to talk about Pasithea, but I had to be sure you wouldn't turn to Lieutenant Lee and tell him as much. Give me some credit. I do, Captain Green, which is the only reason you are sitting here right now. I may act in concert with the Queen's Guard, but I do have some discretionary power. If I had decided to silence you, I'd well... I'd see you try. Not permanently, never that. We couldn't have Cassandra's own Captain Sophie Green succumb in a tea-light hotel room without casting suspicion on the Medeans. <laughs> Please. You're a lot of things, Cullen, but you are not sloppy. You'd make it look like I'd done it myself. It's what I would do to you. I wish we'd met under different circumstances. That makes one of us. But all of this is beside the point. The point, as you surely know by now, is that we are faced with an unprecedented threat. Not just to Cassandra, but to the entire PSA. And when news of that threat breaks, as it surely will, we will need you. You want me back in the sky? I, I thought that you would want Heroes me- Heroes are only earthbound in peacetime. 
and I'm afraid this brief peace was only ever a temporary illusion. Hmm. Why now? If Pasithea really was a biological weapon to use against the others, and nothing other than that, why not tell- Panic! We couldn't fight a war with the Medeans with a public afraid for their lives. They were afraid for their lives. They don't know the meaning of fear. Not like we do. I wasn't suggesting that you should have told the public. But people like me, do you know how hard it's been to love Cassandra when I thought we were setting out to mind control our neighbors? Or before that, before all that shit with Allegros, back when I thought it was just the Rowley conspiracy? How hard would it have been to turn to any of us and say, hey, just so you're aware, all of this is a ruse? We never would, Captain Green. We never planned to tell you anything until it was absolutely necessary. I think you have enough tactical expertise to know why. There's one thing. I... We were going to use it on the Medeans. We were not. On others posing as Medeans, yes, but never on Medean citizens. From what I've heard, it's not all that easy to tell the difference. You've seen one. What do you think? I think it's easy to look back and say, yeah, it was weird that Jane would be on Tyrannus, or yeah, it moved too fast, it wasn't wearing the right clothes, it didn't have a breath mask. But those things only make sense afterward. In the moment, I thought it was Jane because it was Jane. Not everyone will make such a lucky escape. No. We're a planet of people who have seen enough loss for a lifetime. We are. It's unfair that we should be faced with this new threat, but fate and the universe is random. Can we count on Captain Sophie Green? Hold on. Let me stop recording. Jane, I think you should agree to make it. Pasithea Powder. It feels right. You in your laboratory, me on my ship. We have the chance to do things right this time. Sophie, you don't think it's even slightly suspicious that she told me to talk about this with you? No one but Reina Valencia herself could tell me, but I'm allowed to just have a chat with Captain Sophie Green? that she basically cleared Cassandra of, of any wrongdoing and reduced the entire last year of the war to a game of white hats and black hats? I'm not doing it. I don't even believe it. The footage she showed me could have been doctored or, or paid actors or... No. It was real. But it's still too simple. I still don't. Yes? Oh. Janie. I told you, I still need time to think about it. Captain Green helping you think it over? Maybe she is. Well, don't take too long. We've got work to do. What really happened to Isabel Rowley? What? I... If this is all true, if you really needed Pasithea for... Why, why wouldn't you just tell Dr. Rowley so? Why force her into the conspiracy at all? We were planning to tell her. 
She acted before we could bring her in. She didn't give us time to explain before she'd splashed Pasithea all over the newsreels. Why didn't you bring her in on your secret after we were arrested? And don't tell me she had a heart attack, okay? The lead whistleblower in a planetary scandal didn't die of a heart attack three days after being arrested, no matter what the PSA medical examiner said. Janie. What is the point of lying to me now? She was 65. She was under an incredible amount of stress. It happened. I guess you found a point. Great. You know, it makes sense. Paranoia's worked for you so far. It got you here, frankly. Would you ever consider maybe it's getting in your way? Sometimes the simplest explanation really is the best explanation. Don't touch me. Is it so hard to believe that maybe we weren't evil, we just had information you didn't? I know you're not evil. Well, that's something. There's no such thing as evil people, Agent Blanc. Just evil actions. And a quote? Something a friend of mine used to say. We're all capable of evil the way we're all capable of good. You have to actually choose every time. Sounds like a smart man. He was. You're a smart woman. You'll do the right thing. I hope so. Get some sleep. Good night, Agent Blanc. Night, Janie. I'm sorry, Sophie. I get why you want to believe them, but... Doesn't it feel too easy? Doesn't it feel... You know... I really wish I could just... Talk to him again? Not even see him, just... Call him up? Let him do his thing where he made it all make sense? Um... I'm sorry... I'm gonna go. Thank you for listening to the Pasithea Powder. This was episode 7, The Others. Tune in next time to see if Blanc gently touches Jane's shoulder again. Captain Sophie Green was portrayed by Jackie Hedeman. Dr. Jane Gonzalez was portrayed by Molly Olguin. Agent Blanc was portrayed by Colin Killick. Reina Valencia was portrayed by Sarah Rebecca Gaglio. And Agent Colin was portrayed by Antal Specter Zubuski. Paige Martin was Lieutenant Rose. The voice of the computer was Cade Lebron. Narration by David Rose's Best Sweater. Original music by Annie Moriondo. If you've enjoyed our little story, we hope you'll tell your friends about us and rate and review us on iTunes. You can find us on your favorite podcast player. You can also find us on Twitter at Pasithea Powder or on our website, PasitheaPowder.com, where transcripts are available. The Pasithea Powder was created by Bad Wine Productions. Dr. Gonzalez and Captain Green will return in Episode 8, The Pasithea Powder. <laughs>